Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before So, let me make introductions. Veronica, Biniam, Veronica, Biniam. Okay, that's I did it. Veronica is my co-host and longtime friend and confidant in Star Trek okay. world and also the real world. But Biniam, you and I have known each other. I don't know how long. I just am like I just know him. I just know. I him. mean, you've known me since I moved to LA, which I 2012 doing open mics. Do you remember doing a? Uh huh. Uh, before it was called Echoes Under Sunset, whatever that weird. Did you space do was. my show Hell in a Bucket? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I did it. I I remember it was yeah back like when we would do the like second story of the Chinese restaurant and yep, yep, you were yep. oh with, my god the palace. Ugh. Yes, I and you, you were dating so much. Yeah, yeah. I remember this time because I remember it being like here we go. Pre, like I remember there was this time when you were just doing open mics, and then I remember like a year later you were in that movie with uh with old Adam Devine, and I was like, "Yo, Alice is fucking killing it. This is wow, amazing!" Just, and then you were so funny in that. <laughs> yeah, I just like doing open mics, so I'll be I'll go back to open mics, especially if they're at the Palace, which I, lo- <laughs> I just love that place so much. But yeah. um. Mm-hmm. But you were going to say I was dating someone? You are dating Andy Haynes, I think, we were at the married. time. Were you already married or you were going to get married? Probably uh, either one. Yeah. Yeah. Or divorced. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. I, I remember that time so clearly of coming to L.A. and just not knowing anyone and then being like, oh, here's a cool comedy couple. Andy Haynes and Alice Wetterland going up at the Palace open mic. <laughs> I love that someone thinks I was a cool comedy couple. That's really probably shouldn't tell me that because that'll go right to my head. I have a big ego, but um, I remember you. I remember you were so funny always. And I remember you went by Ben. You had a stage name at that point. Drop the stage name. When did you do that? I mean, it was my real life name too. Like I. Oh, really? So yeah. Like, I mean, 
in that I went by it all through, you know, high school, elementary school, whatever. Like I read dreams from my father that brought, yeah, yeah. It was my stage of life name. Um, I I read that Barack Obama book dreams from my father when I was like 23 and in it, he was like going by Barry up until he's like 24 or 25. And then he has this like Barry to Barack moment. And then ever since I read that, I I was like, Oh God, I know I'm going to have to, I got to start going by my real name. And then right before my 27th birthday, I was like, I can't be like 30 and changing my name. So if I'm going to do it, I have to do it now. And I just was like, it's my real name. I've been going by Ben to make easier for white people to say my name, you know, all that kind of thing. And then I was like, I just gotta, yeah, it was more like, like a lot of my close friends and even family members call me Ben and that's fine. It was more that like, uh, when I get credited on stuff, I wanted it to be clear to like anyone who has a weird name, like, Oh, he's like not like changing himself for, you know, to be more oh, yeah, white, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so people could just like, like their own names and, you know, cause I grew up like wanting to fit into yeah. my Indiana type shit. Fuck Indiana. What's your Indiana type shit? Well, tell, tell us about the Indiana type shit. I'm into the type shit. Um, you know, just like the teacher, like I'm in first grade and then they're like reading my name off the thing and they're like, what's your name? Binion. And they're all laughing and shit. And all the kids are like, like, how am I supposed to say this? And then I'm like, just say Ben, you know, I was very like, I just want to like not be different, yeah. you know? Um, Total sitcom fodder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like a complete like, yep, that's the first act, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, you know, in Indiana is just like full of, you know, bank ones and car dealerships. It's like exactly what you would think it is. There's no, flat as flat. I remember, yeah, when I came to LA, that was the first time I knew that tacos weren't all hard shell, you know, no one told me that. <laughs> like, oh my God. I thought, I thought Taco Bell was like, this is a taco. What's this floppy shit? You know what happened to me with with tacos? Because I, so, okay, I, Benny, you don't know this, but I grew up in Venezuela. Okay, not Minnesota, but Venezuela <laughs> and Minneapolis, Venezuela. <laughs> People think, and so the Mexican food is not that popular there, not really. And so mm. I heart heart shell tacos was like first time I had them was in the states. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess this. This American taco. Like, I don't know. I just didn't Delicious. know about hard shell tacos. So we were in two what? opposite ends of the taco. <laughs> oh, you came to LA wow. and you found out about hard shell. Yeah. Wow. And then you found out about soft shell. Nice. I found yeah. out about so much here. Well, did you, were you a fan? Were you like, oh, now I'm a hard shell person? I, I stayed with my softy, but uh, I, I, okay. Where you did you switch to soft soft shell? Too? Oh yeah, I was like, I'll yeah. never be caught dead eating at a Taco Bell again, which yeah. is what I, you know, thought was the premiere. Binium, uh, your like whole thing is like, I need to fit in as much as possible wherever I go. Exactly, I'm like, let me like change. Everyone's going by their real names in LA. I'm doing that. <laughs> Even that is still trying to fit. <laughs> it's an assimilation. <laughs> I assimilated to myself. You know, me yeah, and Barack think, and the normal moderates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, well, how, how can I, you know, yes. Uh, that's so funny. I am definitely uh, going to steal that 
um, and I'm going to say it on stage one day. Super comic move. Yeah, anything. You can't leave something on the floor, on the cutting room floor. Yeah, what am I? Comic. You got to pick everything up. Jesus Christ, do I ever know that? I have a show coming up, an in-person show. I'm going to do Chiefs Fest in Colorado, and I've I think they're going to give me 20 minutes, and I'm like, whoops, like, <laughs> I don't 20 have 20 jokes. <laughs> do not have 20 <laughs> minutes. So we'll see about like, that. You can. We'll do work. a Q and A for the last five. You know. Oh, for sure. I'm doing crowd work because how long? It's been forever since I could do crowd work. Except mm-hmm. the crowd work, which has been like, what's that sound um, for the last four decades <laughs> or however long this has been? So, um, uh, yeah, so it, it's so wild. I was alerted to um, the fact that Binium has been hired as a writer for season two of uh, Resident Alien. So we're now on the oh, same yeah. team. Yeah, we're totally Sa- in the team same get team. Get Alice screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I, when you, when you said something about like, you were like, uh, you know, hit me up after your 300th hour. I was like, I'm going to make sure we like write you. Uh, yeah. I was going to make some joke, but then I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going to translate. I'll just do it when we talk. Here. <laughs> Not on Instagram. Um, yeah. Be like, we'll yeah. Do it. It's totally. Yeah. Oh, I will say like, I learned from doing people of earth and other like series regular like I I learned a lot from those experiences that like I don't actually want more screen time I feel like more screen time is like a newbie Veronica might resonate with this more screen time is like newbie want for an actor you what you really want is like quality I want to get in get out I want to get in have the best line get out that's I want to have the best scene of this of this episode Mm. and then Mm. and be like yeah quality over quantity because then you're on set all day every day you want so that. You want to get paid quality to take notes. <laughs> over quantity, quantity. for <laughs> Alice's <laughs> character. I'm bringing that into the room tomorrow. So you're in the room just like, mm, does she really need to be there that long? <laughs> I'm like, look, uh, it's, it's been my like third day. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. We're just like, you know, he's like kind of telling us what stuff might happen in the second season. And we're just kind of like, okay, this is, you know, how can we add to that? How can we complicate it? Um, what uh wait so wait how do you guys know each other by the way how is people of earth is what is the question i had about okay, well with I'll you tell... young actress alice we know each other alice just just talk just we, we and uh, veronica and i were well we were we were in the Im- improv scene in new york city at the same time but we were enemies mm. and like because we we're both gorgeous and you know how it goes with gorgeous and like women are socialized to hate each other when they're beautiful. We're like, um, mm-hmm, so we were both mm-hmm. incredibly beautiful young improvisers being like, <laughs> you guys, you guys were comedy, <laughs> comedy 10, comedy 10, comedy right? 10. Hey, we're comedy 15, <laughs> regular world. 12. And, it, and so like, like we didn't really hang out, but she was also friends with a friend of mine, my friend, Jackie, she was friends with my friend, Jackie. And I was very possessive over Jackie. So I was like, this bitch. And then we came to LA kind of I never knew about any of this be- this beef until now. Yeah, because of course you're you're because you're hotter than me. So because because you're hotter than me, you don't know about the you're like don't understand all the beefs against you because you're just being I'm hot. just like I'm Venezuelan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Veronica know. just exists as a hot person being like, Do people hate me? And why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're just above it. Yeah, I'm just like no English, no English. <laughs> no English. <laughs> Did you so, guys do UCB or like what yeah, was Yeah, we both the, did UCB. The... Yeah, we did UCB. Okay, and then okay. 
then we came out to LA and like, I wanted to start this podcast and I wanted a girl. I didn't want to do, cause like all Star Trek podcasts prior to like, there's two or something with girls. Like they're mostly guy driven podcasts, um, mostly white guys. And I just was like, that's not what the Star Trek fan universe looks like. It's not a white male um, fandom, unlike a lot of nerd culture stuff. Star Trek is uniquely very diverse. Like it's, you know, all genders, all races, all ethnicities. This is misguided information. We had the same manager. Our same manager was like, you're both fans of Star Trek. Okay, so you just ruined the story. But yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. We had the same manager who so put us Hollywood together. is like, we could take take you, you're Latina, Latinx, I'm sorry. You're a uh, you know, <laughs> you. young woman. You're, you're, you're in these kind of sci-fi shows. Let's put that together. Great package, you know? It was... <laughs> our More manager who pretended to be our friends was like uh you guys <laughs> you guys you guys like both like star trek a lot you should play together and then yeah. you know we, it was like a play date a fourth of july uh chill at alice's like yard and then we went to a con together had you guys kept in touch since new york no we no, were not friends we, in new york we oh we, you just knew of her well, we we had crossed paths several times, but we never like interacted really. No, because I had a, I wow. was an asshole until kind of recently. Yeah, I was was too busy being like a hater. I yeah, was too exactly. busy being like Venezuelan. So it was like <laughs> it was a lot. And then and then when you guys like did connect, did you have all these like? Oh, I remember that time yeah. in New York when the. Del Close Marathon or whatever you guys are. We bar- I think we barely talked about New York and mostly like focused on Star Trek and was immediately like we hit it off. I mean, I'm yeah. kind of glad we didn't talk about New York much, but we seem to. Hate we just the had same there people, was a huge so scene, like so big. we had we had super different um, experiences because I was doing UCB concurrently with stand up in New York, so my world kind of socially revolved more around stand up and not around UCB. So I didn't even know oh. that many people at UCB by the time I met Veronica. I was like. I was sort of on the outs of it and not really, Mm -hmm. I I knew more people at IO or something. Like, I don't know what the fuck. So we wouldn't have even had that many people in common. I know Alice, Alice was a thing. uh, Cause I, I saw her perform. uh, And then I was filming a web series and I think Alice was an extra in it. And then you made us think about something. Mm -hmm. And I knew about Alice doing that, but I didn't know what it was about or what happened. Um, and it had really nothing to do with me. And that's how just I just found that recently. I wrote something about it, like a, a scathing my re- life. review of a, a web series at UCB. <laughs> I hate it. What did they do? What was the thing they and did? I was, I was well, starring. Uh, it, it was something really funny. It did happen on set that I needed to write about this. <laughs> so it was like a free, it's a web series. And UCB was doing these super high production web series, series. And I showed up with like, other people who are like, yeah, we want to get in with UCB web, like high, high production. I want to pitch my own stuff. So we'll, we'll go to this as extras to kind of observe what it's like on set and see, you know, who you can meet. And I'm like, I always had a chip on my shoulder. I was always like, I'm way better than everybody else. So I, I already had an attitude, but like I got there and the director of this web series, which was a feminist, feminist web series directed by a white man. Uh, cis straight white man, and this I. This is your classic 20, 2011 thing. Classic twenty eleven you know, like, move, and he mm-hmm, goes, mm-hmm. he goes up to us extras who are assembled at six a.m. for free, and he's like, 
All right. First things first, I'm not going to learn your names. I'm not going to remember who you are. I didn't know this had happened. I was starring in it too. And yeah, so, by the way, like, this is not a UCB production. This is like a UCB writer for mm-hmm. a sketch team. And yeah. she got together with another woman and they both wrote this web series. So they were actually paying. They, this is two women paying for this thing. Yeah. Two UCB like writers, you know. So funny that he was like, okay, let me like get on, you know, good footing with everyone to start off the day. And then he's like, just so you guys know, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm it was treat so you like crazy. Shit. It was like, that's yeah. unnecessary. Like, I didn't yeah. know that had happened. That's so awful. It was so awful. They treated us so terribly all day. Also in New York at six in the morning, you know what yeah, you have to do to exactly, make it there? Exactly. Do you know what you have to experience? So, I, I mean, I never lived there. I only visited a couple times, but I always felt like I would get fucked up by the subway because I'm just already bad with directions. So I was just like, this isn't will never work for me. Don't go there. <laughs> you seem like you shouldn't be there. We want to protect you. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly your vibe. Alice, I didn't know. Like, all I knew was Alice's name. She made a stink. And then my best friend was like, I'm going to Alice's wedding. And I was like, when did you become friends? I just didn't understand anything. And that's all. So like that's that's our previous my version of our background. I also think Jackie, who was your best friend, was like, also like, why am I going to this wedding? (laughs) And she was at my bachelorette party, too. She was owning it so hard. I was just like so confused. We'd known each other forever. It must have been a cool, the cool. Like I was saying, it was a cool comedy wedding. Cool comedy couple. Like it It was was a cool comedy wedding. Nick Turner did the emceeing. Ugh. So good at it. He was like really mean to some older ladies at our wedding. It's like hands off the cake, Roberta. It was great. What a snapshot. Were your vows funny? I don't think so. Okay. Unfortunately, I went. I, I've only been to one other comedy wedding, and oh, I didn't go to your wedding. So I've only been to one comedy wedding, and uh, <laughs> it was, uh, and it was. Uh, they were being like hilarious in the vows, and I was like, I wonder if all weddings with funny yeah. people are like this. Yeah. Uh, Emily Maya Mills and Christian Duguay's wedding they were really funny they all they both had vows oh, yeah. about like how this one guy kept trying to like be on their first date with them who is another comedian that everybody knew about yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. like all about how they tried to get this guy to leave <laughs> it great. we love that that's cute Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So. Uh, Binium is a newbie to Star Trek, not acquainted with the Star Trek universe at all. Nope. We also ask, we usually ask about that, but okay. So tell us, tell us what you know. Tell us what you knew prior to this episode. So I had, uh, I'd seen the Star Trek movie with Chris Pine, the first one. And then I'd seen the first like 10 minutes. I, I liked it. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then, um. I had seen like maybe the first 10 minutes of the next one. And then I like left. I think I, I had got to the theater early and was just like, let me kill 10 minutes. And so I saw that, uh, but I never watched the show. I just knew that Picard was, I think of him more as professor Xavier because I know him from the X-Men movies more so than 
from Star Trek. And then I just always remember my one memory of a, as a kid of like seeing Star Trek was like, those outfits don't seem practical. That's what I remember thinking. And then they, I, I remember thinking they looked like costumes. Like, these, this doesn't look like what people would really wear. And that's like all I knew. It's good enough for me, man. How old were you when you were like, this is a costume? This is a costume. I think I was like 13 or 14 or something. Like, just thinking, just thinking it looked fake. That's what I remember thinking. Uh, but then I like, I also, I know that those were reruns, I think, from like, they're showing Star Trek Enterprise reruns on like, Saturdays on Fox or something and I would just see it and never watch it because I thought it was boring or I thought it was like uh, it's just going to be people standing in that one area talking it is <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've since learned yeah. that no. the original uh, well I guess both runs of it have like people are fans of it but I, I know that people are really big fans of the original one that has William Shatner and it's like, it's, you know, it was like super groundbreaking in terms of like commentary on like race and culture and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I, I didn't give this enough credit, you know? It was groundbreaking. It was, I mean, uh, the casting of um, like, there's an interracial relationship, which is the first interracial relationship really on any network television show. So that was like a big thing and for its time and there's a lot of stuff that for its time was um very uh groundbreaking like the like like nichelle what's her name uh uhuru the the black actress that was yeah nichelle nichols is like not yeah that was like an un uh unsurpassed moment i think because there weren't any like black women characters that had like this like you know that she wasn't just somebody's help you know she was like a part of the membership of the crew and it was like this huge deal um and also george decay but like there was also if you watch because we did watch a bunch of the original series there was also like extreme sexism like extreme misogyny on the show like so intense at all times like every time a woman walks by (laughs) Captain Captain Kirk, there's like this like like fucking horn noise. Do they all want to fuck him too? Like it's like very like yeah, like he fucks constantly, which is like not no shame to yeah yeah energy, but like it's he's a '60s like man who will drink a whiskey. You know, like this is Kirk. Kirk is this like this this grandpa asshole. So yeah, you know he's just. And Nichelle Nichols actually wanted to leave it's the t- show. There's some episodes that were like literally painful for us to get through. Yeah, they're painful. The Nichelle, so there's a famous story about Nichelle Nichols wanting to leave the show, and Martin Luther King Jr. was like, "Do do not leave the show. Yeah. You are a black wow. woman who's portrayed in this position." And so he convinced her not to leave because he was like, "This wow. is so important for our history." It'd be so funny if he he said that, but really he's just like a big fan of the show, mm-hmm. and he's just like God, I just he want, is. like it's gonna fuck up the whole season. And he's like, if, he just if they hire like, someone else, he's he's thinking ahead of time, and he's like, what happens when they fire? <laughs> like when one beloved character leaves, like I've seen it before. Do you know what I'm saying? He like came to, it happened he came on to Andy her Griffiths with pitches. He yeah. had like ideas for the and. <laughs> 
when Ron Howard got too old to play Opie. I remember the downfall of that show. I can't do that right now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, you can't leave the show. I'm about to get the civil rights shit passed in Congress. Also, like, what's going on with your character? This year? You tell me anything about. <laughs> How am I supposed to get the background info on what's going on with Spock's heritage and that but other story? I mean, like, it's not that, <laughs> feasible. Like that is crazy i didn't yeah. i've never heard of any like martin luther king pop culture crossover thing where he like i like uh, other than people like you know him getting famous black singers to like speak or march or yeah. whatever i've never heard of anything like this at the, yeah at the so so this is a, he's a big trekkie and he was like uh yeah you, he you created it. he it, actually also created mad libs which is interesting <laughs> what I'm just kidding. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I like believed it for a second. I was yeah, like, you did. Mar- Martin Liz? Martin Liz? I was like, like thinking, too, of, like, where did that name come too from? Too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Skip It? <laughs> he was the one who had the idea for Skip It. Ooh. He, he bop it, skip it. <laughs> he did, he yeah. has his whole it was... other career. No one. <laughs> bop It was Louis Farrakhan, actually. It was problematic. Mm, um, it's That strange. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> If you if you look really closely at it, it makes a lot of sense because it says the Jews written really small on it. So yeah, you're really just on the torturing, side, and you're just yeah. tamping down, Bopping, you know, pulling think it, about it, twisting it. <laughs> it. Says in the commercials, like "Bop it" by Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super high high energy. It's just like his voice, like "Bop it, pull it, <laughs> twist it." <laughs> Terrible. Well, that's crazy. So you didn't have very much background in Star Trek, and then we just like, like, catapulted you to the end of season fucking seven, which is the last season of TNG. And TNG is arguably the most popular, if not, if not more popular than than TOS, the original series. It's probably the most popular and well known uh, series from Star Trek TV. Um, obviously, yeah, it had sure. Patrick Stewart. Uh, on it, which was a big deal. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi was a part of it. Which is like, I mean, yeah, I saw that picture on Netflix and then she's mm-hmm. like in the middle and then I'm mm-hmm. like, I know why. Is she only in like one season or something? No, she's, no, she's a guest star. and She's, she's a current guest. guest star. She made herself, like she was, I think she already had like been nominated for an Oscar when she was like, I want to be in the show. So she convinced them to put her on the show and they wrote like an epic character for her. I don't know if this is the exact timeline, but she was like already as as big as she was going to be at the time. And and then she was like, I need to be in the show. And her character is so epic. You have no idea. Guinan, she's a bartender and she's like Mm. super wise. She's like a thousand years old, maybe. So she's beyond wise. Yeah, she's very old. I noticed they do this thing on Netflix where like somehow they'll figure out what race you are and then they'll make the character a black character as the thumbnail so that you'll click on it have you heard about this no i've seen it i've noticed it but i don't i didn't know about race i I thought it was just like okay this one's the one who got the grammys in all of the show so all the posters are the grammy one they they do it based on like racial maybe they even do it based on gender so sometimes it'll be something where there's just like one black character in it for like two minutes but that will be like the thumbnail and so when i clicked on the thing and I saw Whoopi displayed so prominently in it. I was like, "There's no way everyone's seeing this." That's what I thought. <laughs> like they're serving me the image of I Whoopi. Have, so I'm like, "Okay." I have to check it. 
Oh, that's amazing. Um, I had no idea. Jesus. So they might think I'm a black woman just based on all of my feed of everything, <laughs> which is great. I'm ha- I'm happy with like, I think I am always thinking like Instagram definitely thinks I'm a black lesbian. Um, this is the picture I'm talking about. Like, this is like the main picture that came up when I clicked on it. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the, one, yeah, that's the one. Okay, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. I think they were just like, that hat has to go in the center. You can't not center that hat. Yeah, I mean it, it, the whole like the whole and the royal will blue. Be off. Come on, she looks like she's the star of the show, though. Like, right? Like, she's like, okay, well, this is the show about her. Yeah. It does. And if I had my druthers, it would be taste clusters. That's what they call it. Mm, what cluster am I in? I know which cluster <laughs> am I. I'm definitely like um, non-white. They might think I'm a British black person too. <laughs> a British black person. They just serve you like what luther and uh luther. what's another brit uh, that's the only black luther British too. uh oh luther too <laughs> luther and uh oh yeah. oh michaela cole's show the uh the chewing oh gum. yeah they chewing gum that. uh oh. no they might actually think i'm like a a, a, a k-pop fan or something because i'll purposefully go to like shows in mandarin shows in like i'll just go to a foreign section Something's up oh, with they me, de- you know, it's what they are thinking. They probably think you're like Tiger Woods, you're Cabal Asian, you know? Oh, okay, I got it, I got Asian. it, I got it. Yeah. All right, so Whoopi Goldberg got the role of Guinan after she expressed interest to the producers being a fan of Star Trek, the original series, mostly due to Nichelle Nichols, one of the first black women to be regularly featured in an American television series. When Goldberg learned that her friend LeVar Burton had been cast in a role on the new Star Trek series, she asked him to tell Gene Roddenberry that she wanted to be on the show too, but the producers thought she was joking and did not take the request seriously. Oscar winner, Whoopi Goldberg wants to be in the show? Sure. So they just Wearing didn't the stiff costumes. You the know, following like, year, Goldberg to took it upon herself to contact Roddenberry directly. According to Roddenberry, Goldberg called him up and said, I am a Star Trek fan. I was a Star Trek fan long before I was ever would be Goldberg. And I am wondering if there's some part I can play on your show. According to Maurice Hurley, Roddenberry and Hurley thought this was a joke by Goldberg and asked her if she would really work on the show. <laughs> Goldberg replied, I'm successful now and I can do what I want. <laughs> so funny three times it's like becoming jewish they had to ask her three times if she really was serious she's like yes put me on the show and i always think about that when like i tell my managers like i'm like i want to die on gray's anatomy like i just want to have a role in a bed on gray's anatomy i watched the show i've been a fan of that show ever since like before i performed and like they're like everybody's like you're not whoopi goldberg you can't just do whatever you want (laughs) Do they think that that requires a higher level? Like, like you know how James Franco was on General Hospital for like a while? Like he just did oh. a weird yeah. like See, thing? Yeah, you gotta and, be James and Franco. And they're, they're saying you have to be like so famous in order to like lower yourself or else it'll look like you're serious. I don't know because I see people on Grey's Anatomy all the time that are like solid character actors that just like do... They bring in names, like mid-level names all the time. So I'm like, this is not, but every manager, every, every agent I ever go to, they're like, we'll make it happen. I mean, that should be easy. And then I never hear about it. God, it looks like you got to go straight to the, straight to the straight producers, to Shonda. like Whoopi. Yeah. I got to go right to Shondaland. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, you want to, you know, be on my new show? Is like yeah. Like regularly, like, no, I want to be in one episode of Grey's Anatomy and die. That's it. I want to die. I want to be the person that Meredith finally kills. 
Anyway, I have ideas, but um, so yeah, that's a cool. I love that story because she went to Lavar, she went to Roddenberry himself, and nobody would believe her. And isn't it funny that it's all because of Martin Luther King's pitches? Because, like, again, we go back to Nichelle. Like, if thanks to her staying, Whoopi's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, you know this what? Is the shit. Yeah. Uh, so now the yeah. new lead of the new Star Trek is a black woman named Michael. That's the character's name. And it's fabulous. Yeah. So, you might. I don't know if you liked. I don't get your read on whether or not you actually liked the Star Trek movies from today. Uh, today's. Time. I like the, the I like the first one. Yeah. And that's all I really saw. So. That's how I got into Star Trek, actually. The first that first movie. Because I did it late. I didn't grow up. Watching Star Trek. The newer, um, I feel that the newer Star Trek shows that are on ABC have that kind of like Michael Bay energy people want out of a space show, but they also have the Star Trek storyline and sci-fi energy that I like from the Next Gen and other series. So I, I, I recommend they have them. Earth motorcycle and they have like they have the mm-hmm. Earth motorcycle, space motorcycle. And they have the spaceship. Right. Is it pretty um, episodic? Because that's the kind of sense I got from this episode. Was it, it kind of like Monster of the Week? No, it's yeah. not episodic. I wish it was more episodic, personally, because I prefer it because I'm a stickler. But, but I they have big loops. They have big callbacks. They have big, big loops. Play. Uh, this no, it's it's actually, a it's a season arc really with most of this stuff going on. Picard, like if if you see Picard from the beginning of the show, even from the beginning of the season. If he goes through like a very traumatic event, even if it's like self, you know, it wraps it into a nice episode, he'll mm-hmm. change. His personality will change after that. Like it's not oh, you're like talking about a, next gen. A multicam. That's right. Uh it's not like a multicam where people go back to being the same one again and again. It, they do change through the seasons based on like things Certainly. That, that they go through. Uh but this episode is actually so it's uh season seven, episode twenty two, and it's called Bloodlines, and it's a callback. To the battle, which is an episode that happened in uh, season one, season one, episode nine. Yeah. Where Picard has to destroy a Ferengi ship. And now Bok is, is back. Bok is back. Bok is back. His, with, Bok is back. With, if Bok, it's Bok, Bok, then it's Bok. Then it's Bok. Bok, um, <laughs> Bok, it's, back. Uh, Bok, Bok, Bok. It's back. <laughs> it's the idea for the episode resulted from a conversation Jerry Taylor had with Brent Spiner. Jerry Taylor, by the way, just added to the next Star Trek convention. Um, We have to go to Veronica. But um, when is it? So Jerry talked to Brent Spiner and Patrick Stewart on set. And Taylor asked if Stewart, if there were any aspects of his character that he felt were unexplored. And Stewart noted the unsatisfied vengeance of Damon Bach from the first season episode, The Battle. He commented, it's always fascinating to me that there is this creature running around the universe even now who despises me. Taylor gave the idea to Nick Sagan to flesh it out. So it was Patrick Stewart being like, hey, do you um, maybe want to resolve anything that we've established <laughs> in this entire series? I'm just thinking, for instance, because <laughs> that's kind of, it is episodic. Like, they'll, they'll have these things like, well, now we know about time travel. And then, like, <laughs> two weeks later, they're like, well, wish there was a way we could go back in time. But there's not. Kind of does um, happen a lot. You know, I, I actually, when I was watching this episode, it jogged a memory from, like, childhood or whenever I first saw Generation of, like, just the way Bach looks. I'm like, oh, I've seen this thing. 
because that was like scary to me or like yeah. so fucked up looking that I was like, <laughs> oh, this is like, I remember this brow. I remember these teeth. Uh, and then I was like, I wonder if I saw this exact character or does everyone of his race just look like that? Like exactly like that. And then right. you saw it at the end. You see a bunch of other Ferengis, older, younger. But he has mm -hmm. like specifically messed up teeth. Right. For a Ferengi. I think because they made him like a crazy Ferengi. He, yeah. I feel like they made say, the guy that he like does a Zoom call with in the middle <laughs> also has messed up teeth. <laughs> yeah. The Ferengi the really don't have good teeth. So here's the first scene where we do see Damon Bach um, just like coming aboard the Enterprise just via a probe in space, real dirty style, not even being invited aboard. He just pops up and nobody really understands how he's doing it. Isolate the bandwidth. Let the signal through the shields. Cute crop top. Look, I trust you remember me, Picard, because I haven't forgotten you or how you murdered my son. For 15 years now, I've thought about how to avenge his death. But nothing I could do to you could equal what you did to me. Until now. You thought you could hide him from me, didn't you? But I found out about him. Jason Vigo is as good as dead. I'm going to kill your son, Picard. Just like you killed mine. No. <laughs> Alright, so... I like how the other guy is just so unbothered by everything happening. He's like, like mm -hmm. oh. you mean Data? Uh, no, no, no. The guy who's sitting next to him with the beard or standing next to him. <laughs> Riker, yeah. Riker in this episode, he's the number one officer. Um, okay. So he's like the number one under the captain. He's and so his good. job essentially is to make sure the captain's okay. And he doesn't really do his job very well because at the end, Picard's like, I'm going to beam aboard this ship. And they're like, it's not safe. And he's like, do it anyway. And then Riker's like, fuck, and he doesn't do anything about it. But um, it is, uh, yeah, so Damon Bach is, I have to say, dressed in a Rachel Comey crop top and matching um, high-waisted pant, pantaloon. And I've realized that the whole of Ferengi is all very Rachel Comey with the big, like, the statement necklace piece. I love, I just love their look. But they do have fucked up teeth. And he had this green thing right here. Is that yeah. him specifically? Right? That's him specifically. It okay. looks like a bruise of some kind. Like an maybe yeah. that's like a Ferengi age spot. Mm. Or <laughs> something like that. A Ferengi age spot. So you in this Oh, you get you, oh sorry, sorry. One thing before you move forward. I was gonna say, do you think that the messed up teeth that they all have is uh them saying that the Ferengi are actually British? <laughs> It's an amalgamation. I wouldn't put it past them. This might be the first time I hear this theory and it just feels so right. I'm like, I'm upset. It does feel so right. <laughs> so the Ferengi have kind of been compared to like, um, sort of like, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say this, but people have said that they're sort of like based on like a profit driven cultures, cultures who are interested in like profit. So like the a stereotype of Jewish people is one mm. thing that people have brought up, which is like really problematic. And originally when the Ferengi season one Ferengi were like not they were like barely human. They were just like running around being like ah like very not 
Now they're just like all cute in their Rachel Comey crop tops. But before, so they've come a long way in developing the Ferengi culture, but, you know, more could be done and more will be done on DS9, which is the next series after after this one. But in this scene, we learn that Picard might have a son and just floating around out there. So we're all like, what's he going to be like? And then we meet him and spoiler alert, he pretty much sucks like he's not a good guy <laughs> he's not yeah. cool you know i'd say that i think it's probably whitmer thomas's best guest starring role <laughs> that i've ever seen if it was whitmer it would be good you'd be like <laughs> he, yeah it does look a lot like whitmer that's all i could think the whole time i don't know if you know whitmer veronica but yeah uh, he's been on the show yeah oh, okay super super funny dude and i just kept on thinking like it was so funny to me because he looks very much like <laughs> does, him plus like, like wit. 10 20 pounds <laughs> It does look like wit. He looks like a, a sk- like, but his skinnier face, um, but his personality leaves much to be desired. He's just like, hey, and then he's like weirdly misogynistic. So, um, let's see the first scene where we meet. Uh, but Picard's I'm curious to know, like, you son. don't know, you've only watched a movie. It does. It's not even the same characters. It's not even the same like storylines. So. You're watching this episode for the first time. To us, it's a big deal. Like the captain of this episode of this show that we've been watching for seven seasons suddenly gets a son. He's famous for not liking kids. He's famous for not being like he's a bachelor. Like he's non-committal in that way because he's the cap like his wife is basically the enterprise. And suddenly well, there's lady, like a the genetic ship. match. Um what like wow. this is like high stakes to us, but like I'm just curious about your first impressions mm-hmm. coming in without any prior knowledge of this. Like so what first, how was it for you? It, it struck me as like you can see that I'm sure the original uh Star Trek kind of set this up and so many other shows that take place on a ship kind of took this format of it starts off with everybody at the star deck or whatever. And then you see something on a screen and then you're like, this is going to be our thing for this episode. You know, like, yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is the format. I yeah. get this. Uh, and I could tell it was a big deal. I was like, Oh, it's cool that we're doing this episode where it deals with the main character guy, Professor yeah. Xavier having a yeah. son. <laughs> but I kind of guessed the ending. Cause I was like, there's no way this son is either going to die or not be his son. That's what yes. I thought. Cause I was like, it's episodic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> correct. And and you were correct because I I didn't I'd only seen this episode one time long, a long time before, but I also had the same impression. I was like, we can't just have a son. I mean, it is very late. There's like three episodes left, so maybe like after he quits the enterprise, he's going to be like, I'm going to go hang out with my son. I guess they could do that. But yeah. once you get to know the guy, you're like, this can't be Picard's son. He doesn't want to hang out with this dude. This dude sucks. Yeah. Um, oh, felt. and then I also, I, I did feel, I, I, I thought the same thing that I thought about their costumes that I thought before. I was like, they're very, uh, they're so well pressed. And I, and then it made me think about like the laundry work on the, uh, like, I'm like, yeah. are they getting their stuff dry cleaned? Like, is there a whole laundry lower decks department of like, you know, turn them in at the <laughs> end of the day. And, then, <laughs> um, and you know what it also made me think about? <laughs> And I don't know how much I don't know how much you guys have talked about this on the show. But I was like, so they're so they're so they're standing here, and they're all in their outfits, but they also live on the ship. Yeah. So I'm like, the work life balance must be terrible. Like you're always working. Yeah, 
yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a there's lot, a lot of, of the show off time flirting and stuff. You know, there's a lot of the show where they do things like, I mean, did they have a scene in uh, Ten Forward here? I don't know if they did, but there's a lot of hanging out that happens. Oh, okay. People do uh, aerobics classes, which are funny. Uh, Worf teaches Worf. It's like Worf a, blended Klingon fighting techniques, like a Tai Chi. Yeah, it's like, like a, a tai, chi. tai Chi. People do that a lot. People they go on walks in the Arboretum. Like a- Arboretum is basically code for like, what the fuck? Because Riker is always taking women to the Arboretum all the time. What do you call uh, that sword thing? Batleth? No, swords. Swords? Olympic swords. Oh, oh fencing. 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 Yeah, yeah, they do fencing. They do, do Olympic do you, swords. They do, do you, Olympic swords. Do you feel like if a real like person like you or someone you know actually worked on the enterprise and lived there you would you could be happy or would you go crazy i i i got to say i'd be happy cuz you get to go to start it's not like you just like only are on you get to travel to like amazing places mm. like all the time they and granted they don't, don't get to go a, on the planet's surface but like people will get shore leave and thing like things like that You'd have to be part of command to be happy because generally every episode there's some, this wasn't a good example of that, but there's usually like some horrible high stakes thing where it's like the ship is in imminent danger and everyone's going to die. And if you're in lower decks, (laughs) you're like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't do anything about this. It's like, again, like last week we're about to die (laughs) again. Can I do something? And I don't know why you're just like constantly. In the dark. This is a really unsafe job, and I feel like our workers' comp is not up (laughs) to the level. Yeah, and we don't really know what they're paid and how they're paid because kind of commerce has died, and they just sort of like Mm. live in a barter system. Um, But yeah, it's it it would be better if if you were in command for sure. If I get to go down to the surface now and then, same again, command. I'll be like. Sure, let's do right. it. If I need to look at the black windows my entire life, I'll be like, I, I can't. The black windows, right. Okay, it's that's like good, good, good to know your you? guys' perspective. I, uh, I mean, I'm on a plane for seven hours and I want to die, you know? So I can't imagine being on a spaceship for like months on end uh, unless technology is so futuristic which it looks like at that one part when he's in that hollow deck and he's like climbing a mountain and i'm like oh so does that mean that mountain is just not really there and it's like a no yeah it's vr it's like the best vr ever so if there's stuff like yeah yeah if there's stuff like that where it's like i'm simulating like okay i'm gonna go to the park and it feels like i'm in a park or yeah i'm gonna go on a run then i think i could be fine yeah Uh, jordy is like always at the beach in holodeck he just likes to hang out in like tropical places on the holodeck so it's like not i mean i would just do that every weekend i'd be like but we've we've also and had Captain debates on Picard this show likes to play the crazy or like uh yeah that's really likes fun to play, like, you can like games in the holodeck but like you have to imagine those exist holodecks exist on planetary surfaces so you might just want to uh... just be in the future <laughs> Yeah, I think I just want to be in the future of VR. What what's up with uh, Jordy's eyes? Why does he wear the thing? Jordy is blind. Um, um, it was. I think he. 
I can't remember if it's from birth or what, but he's has this visor which enables him to see a facsimile of um what's in around him, but it's not the same as like normal human vision. It has like a thermal output and stuff. So when you look at his um vision like what he's seeing, it's like every once in a while you get to see it and it's like it's like a nineties music video version <laughs> of it where yeah. everything's like different colors and stuff. <laughs> wow. I mean if he made it that far. Yeah. Being blind, he must be really good. He's he he, well, he's the best. He's like the best ever at what he does. He's so impatient with other people because he's so good at what he does. I love Jordy's like my favorite character. Also, they, this is an important thing we have to point out to every new guest. Like his visor causes him pain. In the very beginning of season one, they like were like, does the visor hurt? And he's like, terribly. And the doctor's like, oh, do you want to try to do something about it? And they discuss it. And then he's like, nah, it's fine. So like. They never address it again, but Jordy's just in constant pain. Did, did he explain why, like, he wouldn't solve the pain? He was like, I don't want to mess with my ability to do work, and, like, anything I do could could fuck with my, like, ab- like ability to be the world's best engineer. So, wow. Maybe he's a yeah. masochist, too. Like, he kind of, like, I need the pain. He's, he likes it, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can tell he kind of likes it. Uh, we're like almost at the end of this episode. We have barely gotten into uh, at all. Jordy's, so, Jordy's hair in this episode looks really good. I was like, oh, okay. This is good. Are there any scene, scenes via you want to explore? Um, let me see. I took some notes. I'm curious about, so what I, what I, um, what I'm curious about is the fact that suddenly there's a 23 year old son of Picard and he comes up like dressed like a Han Solo type. You know, mm-hmm. and upon cl- a closer examination, he has a belly and a face of a maybe 39-year-old. Oh, my God. Um, and it's so funny to me. Picard climbing a mountain to, like, chase after this, like, grown man. <laughs> he also beams onto the ship in a climbing position. This is a Federation ship. <laughs> That's right. I'm Captain Picard. Jean-Luc Picard. I realized I wasn't supposed to be splunking that cave. But don't you have something better to do? We thought you were at risk. Oh, well, I wasn't. So maybe you should just beam me back where I was. Are you Jason? LOL, that like position. That climbs uh, back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I know him. What? Is he in trouble? He's just like in a random position. So he's like a he's like a bad guy or whatever. Um, my favorite he's a scene. He's baddie. My favorite scene is when um, he's like, Talking yes. about Lieutenant to Troy. Troy. Yeah, so why was up. this scene even in here? That's what it I was because she's a serious regular and and she's a ship's counselor. So it yeah. makes sense that they made a scene with her. I'm just uh it's a little strange they made it so short and that they made it about him and her instead of Picard talking to Troy about what he feels exactly about You'd suddenly think- having a kid. You wouldn't think the ship's counselor would prioritize this new person's mental well over her captain. Hello, Jason. I'm Deanna Troy, ship's counselor. Come in. Nasty already. Did Captain Picard ask you to come talk to me? He just has like no, a youthful I just voice. Come and see how you would But do he it. has a, a lot of blush to a look lot's younger. happened in the last few hours. I thought you might like to talk about it. I'll be all right. People have wanted to kill me before. <laughs> but you've never met your father before. He is charming. Come on. And I have to admit, I never thought I would. I mean, I wouldn't be turn it down. Overwhelming. I'm a little shaky. Well, that's only natural. But you know what? I feel better already just talking to you. Gross. 
So how did you feel about the captain, about your father? He's okay. A little stiff. I'm but getting a little you... stiff. Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to say. I was born on Beta Z. <laughs> All looks like Jim Carrey and like Whitmer. <laughs> Look, Jason. Like Jim Carrey is actually like back to you because I'm the ship's counselor. If you don't want to talk to me in that way, then I think I should go. When they do the Jim Carrey biopic, he could huh? play Jim Carrey and Wit could play the young Jim Carrey. Oh, 100%. You're welcome to make an appointment to come to my office. But this is great. Maybe I'll do just that. She's like, bye, boo. Yeah, like, I was trying so to figure... Nasty. Like, as the episode went on, I was like, okay, so did that exist to just show that it's like, not only does he do illegal things, but he also makes women feel uncomfortable. <laughs> He's an all-around bad guy. Like, what? I think so. Yeah. But it, it's sort of like we're establishing that, that he has I- issues, I guess. Or, like, I don't know what it is. Like... Maybe, like, no one can get close to this guy. Like, he's putting up walls sexually <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make any sense that they would have this scene just making him worse. One scene, too, that I, like, because I didn't know who this character was. But I know, she, you know the woman who wears the blue blazer? Yeah. She's, like, Beverly Crusher? She's a, she's a doctor. Uh, okay. See, I like that she had a different outfit on. And it was, like, not as, like, it looked, like, more like a a real outfit. And I was, like, oh, she must be, like, HR when he came into the room. (laughs) She sort of is. Yeah. She sort of is HR a little bit. Like, she's got that um, sort of a moral superiority thing going on. So here's a scene with her. I have an issue. Disorder. Very rare. Her makeup is getting so much more If it goes untreated, it could result in paralysis, even death. I was going to say that. I'm going to start you on a neurostabilization regimen. If we're lucky, it will halt the degeneration and maybe reverse its effects. The disease is hereditary. I know your father doesn't have it. Was your mother prone to these seizures? That's what I know of. There have been some cases reported where the disease was instigated by... A random mutation. I'll run a microcellular scan and see if that's what happened. Mm, sounds made up. In the meantime, I want you to try to take it easy and get some rest. So he immediately climbs a thing in the... So the... I have a fun fact, and which is a Forrester Trent syndrome was named after the writer who wrote The Battle, which is the first episode with Bach, and Trent Reznor from the rock uh, band Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Whoa. Was a big deal at that point. So <laughs> they're just sense. like, uh, we're like, yeah, let's use a rock star, like the feast. Um, you know what yeah. else is interesting throughout this episode is that, like, John Luke Picard, or Picard, probably how you guys say it, uh, he, uh, he like remembers all this shit about this woman from like 30 years ago that he knew for I know. two weeks. He's like, oh yeah, she was BSC independent. I'm like, what are you, what are you fucking I talking know. about? He's, so a, he's into archaeology. I don't know, man. <laughs> like he might just have that kind of brain, you know? It's true though. I am yeah, that that's person. what I was thinking too. Is like, I didn't spend a lot of time with your mom, but I want to know everything that happened to her after I left. So um, I remember that she, what was she? She was filing I know, it the was taxes like- at the time. <laughs> One night stand. Also, like, there's a plot hole with that because then it's like, how does Bach know Picard's one night stand? Enough yeah. to go- Hello. I know. I was like, 
how does he modify genetically someone from yeah, but think Picard's about it. Like biography. Okay, but somebody like Picard, galaxy wide, is famous. He's like yeah. fucking famous. I mean, he's like Barack Obama famous. And so he's got to be like, people have done the background research throughout the galaxy. It exists, right? Like before you get named the, the, the lead captain of the Federation flagship starship, you go under immense background research, I'm sure. And so like the information is there if Bach just wants to like break into Federation, hack into Federation computers, I'm sure like. You know what would be interesting is to see the episode that's Spock trying to find a woman <laughs> that fits the right timing of like, it's okay, totally... you need to have th- had unprotected sex 30 years ago, and he needs to come inside you. Um, <laughs> that's the only way this works. <laughs> and Do, like I going... need to know if he goofed in you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that episode. He probably like, yeah, he probably like research and then there's probably like surveillance hollow video of them like out or something. And then he like just put two and two together. That's what I'm imagining that that like wherever bar they were at, they got like photographed or something like that. I that's an amazing idea. For that's the next Star Trek. Was it unprotected? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter unless he finished. Was there space condoms readily available? Have they ever talked about condoms in the Star Trek world? No. Nobody's nope. ever like, did you use protection? <laughs> I think because the like medicine has evolved never, to the point ever, that like ever. women probably can like press a button and be like fertile. They <laughs> or still not don't. fertile. You know what would be hilarious is that they still don't have male birth control. <laughs> yeah. Sure they don't. <laughs> like, we were fuck. talking about how like they don't have like obviously they don't have hair loss. Yeah, you know, because Picard's bald. So like, but then we decided maybe it's a choice. Like we've gotten so far past them having like hair loss, um, like medicine that it's like now it's kind of cool to just be bald. Oh, you know what though? There is that one scene where he's talking to his son after he does yeah. mountain climbing, and he's like, "Well, now you'll never look at your hairline again." Same. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's like the la- and then I- so he's kind of asserting that unless you do some shit to it, you're going to look like me. Yeah. But maybe people do it. Maybe it's just like, Picard's just like, nah, I don't like it. I like being bald. I'm cool. I don't want to be too handsome. Has he ever had hair in an episode? Just like one episode where he like got hair? No, because they they cast younger people to play him when he's like younger. Or wait, Uh, what was that? Remember that app, Veronica, when he's like, Oh, when he plays his uh, younger self in Q. one episode, he's just his current self. They don't do anything uh, to his appearance. And then there's one where he's in uh, Starfleet Academy, and then uh, it's like a way young, uh, another actor. Like, yeah. With hair. They also get his actual, Patrick Stewart's actual son to play him, I think, at one point. I do like that he, <laughs> but cards like, Patrick Stewart's performance in this one, and everyone really loved it. Uh, I was so excited by it. Just even his very, the last moment of the episode where he smiles, I was like, there he is. That's, yeah. this is like, it's such a good smile. It was like genuine and amazing and well acted. And I just, I don't know. Sometimes even a smile can be hard and it's just like brightens up the room. Not to be that he poetic, but it's room. truly, he does like make everything brighter. And it's just like, it's nice seeing Patrick Stewart play Captain Picard trying to like 
father, a like, mm-hmm. fucking old dude. It's just like <laughs> I have to imagine is he like pretty like not emotional other like mostly or what's he like? It's like a diplomat. Yeah. He's so he's it, it's he's presidential in a way. And also he he can be quite comedic in a lot of episodes. Uh they put him in situations where you're like laugh and he'll nail he nails that. He nails the lines that you can tell Patrick Stewart doesn't want to say, and you can tell he doesn't want to say them because yeah. he says them in a way, but he also nails them. It's like a you double can really layer tell when he's mastery. like, this script sucks. Yeah, I know. And then the vulnerable one the ones, he's like such a master. Anything that has to do with like diplomacy and convincing someone to like just not be insane, mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm. he's a master at that. It's just like he's. This is a master class of acting for from Patrick Stewart, for sure. For sure, for sure. And this has been a master class in podcasting from us, I feel. Um, To segue to the outro. Um, Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but um, I want to thank you, Binium, for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I I don't know if I ever would have watched an episode of Star Trek, and now I'm glad I have. I'm glad. (laughs) No, no, see, like you, you gave me a reason to now possibly watch more it's a possibility and now it's, i you know might come in handy for your new job that's true and, that's true you know i would just google like top 10 star trek star trek tng episodes and then just watch those you know you don't do have a to google even... baby is the next generation considered to be the best one of all the by series? me yes it's a one to start with if you want to start with any star trek i would start there and then uh oh yeah i meant to ask you this Alice. like so is it just a coincidence that you're a huge sci-fi person and you've been on like two sci-fi shows? I don't know. It might be coincidence or it might be the government. <laughs> like, did you try? Were you like, oh, here's a sci-fi thing. I want to be in this because I love sci-fi. No, not at all. People of Earth was like a complete fluke. I mean, I just, you know, it was one of like 800 auditions I did that year that it worked. And then um, when I got the part, like when I got the call for resident alien, I, I auditioned and then they selected me and I, I didn't want to do it. Cause I, I was like, I just did this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just yeah, did this yeah. show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. Like I didn't have, you know, it wasn't a bad show, but it was like the experience of having to go to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I mean, go to Toronto, which was like, it was a lot. You had to do thing. your own travel and everything. And like, I just was like, I just want to try to get a show in LA if I possibly can. And also I don't want to do another alien show. That's mm-hmm. like a small town alien. Like, why would I? And then Chris Sheridan was like, called me and was like, you have to do this show because blah, 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 blah. And he basically blackmailed me. And um, and then he got to play a cool skier who was like Olympic level amazing. Yeah. And it, it, it was, yeah, I'm really obviously very happy that I said yes. I will work on the show until I die if, I, if possible because it's so great. But, uh, but yeah. It's just a coincidence. And that's where we end our show today. So, well, uh, <laughs> we can't that. end it about me. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us where to find you? Uh, and if you want to plug anything else you have going on, feel free. Feel free. Uh, well, if you're looking for me, you can find me on the block. I'll be, uh, <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the lyrics to that song. I was going to say that's it. Uh, but, uh, adorable. yeah, you know, I, uh, Binium Biz on all my things. Uh, that's Twitter B-I-N-I-A-M-B-I-Z for those of you driving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And text that in, but you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm 
be probably be out here like Alice doing stand up around eventually. I've done a couple of shows. You know when I have done shows is uh, I've almost felt like better because it's like I don't care because like I'm not gonna do another one of these. And I just like fucking talk it and it it yeah. goes super well. Yeah. Yes, I know. That's what I was thinking. Like if I, after all these Zoom shows where you can't hear people laughing, it's like, are we gonna be bulletproof? Well, we'll see. Yeah. Also, people are just so happy to hear anything that they're just like, ah, you know, like, I want to, yeah, I want to yeah. take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me. Super Thanks fun. for being here. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for watching Star Trek. Thank you for watching Star Trek. Until next time, Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Forever. <laughs> This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.